What if these things can read our minds? This is a safe sex zone. Simple, beautiful fish. Good night, campers. Turn on, tune in, talk movies. Welcome to the video cult. I feel like uh, we are kind of in a grouping of the, the last people that will have seen something on TV or rented something that they have no idea what the fuck it is and it's really hard to track down versus mm -hmm. younger generations where uh, everything is online. You can get everything. Everything is it. Yeah, I could literally take a, my phone out of my pocket and download every movie that's <laughs> like ever existed. So there's less of that mystery. But is there anything that stands out to you as something that either you you had to like really track down was a mystery to you for a while or something that still is outstanding as like, oh, I saw this glimpses of it are like in my brain and you try to explain it to somebody else. But it just sounds like a child trying to like becoming sentient and trying to like say things like I remember when I was a kid, I I, uh, I watched so much TV that uh, I when people would come over to our house and then leave, I was like, I remember asking like my parents, I was like, how come it only shows us? I was like, how come we don't <laughs> see what they're up to in the B plot? And I remember my parents like, just they're like, I, I, I don't know what he's trying to fucking say to <laughs> you take him. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and it was like my grandmother on my mom's side, who was the most grandmother, grandmother, like just knitted, watched prices, right. And shit. And I remember saying it to her one time and she was just she got it immediately. It was the most surprising thing ever. Just like, no, because we're not a show. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank God. Uh, four year old me was like, oh, there I'm, I'm, I'm around. That was a bit of a sidetrack. <laughs> what is something not in a, uh, a strange brain way, just a literal thing that you, you probably caught and were confused by for years? Yeah, I have one. And it was the old cartoon Dino Riders. Because when I was growing up, we had a single VHS copy of a single episode of Dino Riders. And not only was it a single episode of Dino Riders, it was the last episode of Dino Riders. <laughs> where they go into, so the, the Dino Riders go into the future for them, which is like the Ice Age. And they have an adventure in the Ice Age. And they were setting it up for another season that I think never, ever happened. And no, I don't think it did. Yeah, so my brain couldn't figure out what this show was or why it was. Because I, that was the only episode I ever saw. It was never on TV anywhere. And I must have watched that a million times as a four-year-old, right? Because I love dinosaurs. And these were dinosaurs that shot lasers. So doubly good. <laughs> but I went years and years with this just weird fever dream of a show about men riding dinosaurs with like military hardware on them. And it took me until God, probably like two decades on from that to stumble upon what Dino Riders actually was. <laughs> and I, I went think it would back... be easy. It seems like an easy search term, just like yeah. man riding dinosaur, but you're probably going to get a lot of weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so I actually went back this past year and found that episode and watched it again. 
and uh, it was it was a trip. It was a real trip for me. But yeah, that's that's the kind of thing that like now is is very easy if you know what the name of the show was. But for a long time growing up, because I, I didn't have that VHS forever. And uh, so it was just this weird, odd half memory that I had. Yeah, I, I, I am aware of Dino Riders. I've watched the first episode. And it's funny because the first episode is that I saw was on YouTube and it's like taped from TV. So it has commercials, but primarily for itself, for its own toys. <laughs> so it's oh just like. And it's got like stable actors from the time. It's like Peter Cullen is like the main guy. Like it just sounds like Optimus Prime <laughs> and shit. But then it shows like all the crazy toys. Like it's such a like a, a, a commercial. It's just throwing everything at the wall. It is a pretty crazy show. But yeah, not one that I sort of stumbled upon later in life. But yeah, Gabby, what about you? Anything that stands out? Um, I guess like in the sort of sense of trying to find something, Um, it's. So I came across this um, movie when I was working at Video Difference and they used to have like this art film like section and they had like really weird films there, but I own it and just give me one second. I have like a pile of DVDs. I'm just going to see if I can quickly find it. That's funny you're saying because I'm also going to stand up and grab a VHS because when you said the one cartoon episode thing, I was like, I have something to show for this that is weird. But yes, you go grab that and I can talk about a bit of a, yeah, yeah. Uh, something we can vamp. We, we'll vamp yeah. for a minute. Um, but uh, yeah, I had uh, I, I had a number of these uh, through the years because I would catch uh, weird specials. So it wouldn't even necessarily be a show. It would just be a one off thing and and having that in my brain. And I remember I, I can't remember the name of it now. I know I, I've looked it up before. I know I can find it and it is on YouTube now. But it, I was like, oh, what is this? It like started in live action because I would tell people, yeah, it starts in live action and the kid goes somewhere and then it turns into animation and everyone's like, it's the page master. And I was like, it's not <laughs> fucking page master. I know who Macaulay Culkin is. I know it's not page master. Uh, and the it's a and the kid was black, too. So that immediately <laughs> makes it not <laughs> yeah. page master. But he like goes he's scared of like a monster in his closet or whatever and then like a cartoon wizard shows up and turns him into a cartoon he goes into his closet and so everything in the it's like a weird um nightmare version of the things in his closet and and how he views it and so it was all about like kind of things not being always what they seem and that you know like it, not to be scared of like you know the dark and and these mysteries and stuff but i i did have to like look it up and it was just a one-off 30 minute special that i somehow managed to catch as a child and until i was like tw in my 20s i didn't find what it was and i think they made a couple of other ones and i also uh that same grandmother who helped me with my uh sentience uh <laughs> sentience question uh had used to we didn't have cable uh and so she would tape stuff she would make like a whole VHS of like cartoons and and mail it to us in Halifax from where she lived. And I remember there being stuff on there. And uh, again, it's funny that I like decided to lead with this, but didn't look up any of the names of these things. <laughs> uh, there was a cartoon. I'll look it up while I'm talking about it. But it was about a. Uh, uh, it was about a woolly mammoth that got thawed out in like the 90s and would hang out with this kid and tell him stories about like shit that happened with woolly mammoths and and people back in in his time uh oh my god that sounds so familiar oh, it, i'm pretty sure it was called crow c-r-o um, yes 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 something oh my like god. that 
Yeah, TV series. Yeah, CRR Crow. That's what it was. So yeah, that was one that was like, what the fuck is that? Like really <laughs> uh, escaped my mind. Uh, and another one, uh, fun, oddly enough, that was on that uh, tape that I could never get out of my brain was uh, the real cowboys of Moo Mesa. Do you remember that show? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One of I the do. greatest like theme songs to a show ever. Like it goes so hard, <laughs> uh, but it was just in that fucking, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ripoff era. There's so many of those, like there was that uh, dino saucers, mm-hmm. uh, um, extreme dinosaurs, street sharks, Biker mice from uh, Mars. Mummies alive. Mummies alive. Yeah. Bikers, mice from Mars. Yeah. There was all these like ripoff Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle things, and it really it uh, it shows kind of who you are as a person. Which one of those were like your favorite? (laughs) Like when you talk to people later on in life, it's like there's they usually most people usually only bring up one. They're like, man, I remember this weird, and it's usually Mummies Alive. I think is what people lean on. Um, Yeah. For me, it was Street Sharks. Uh, that was a yeah. big one, and and the Mighty Ducks, which was oh, is also Ducks in that cartoon. vein. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah, I was obsessed with that because I I liked the Mighty Ducks movie, which has <laughs> nothing to do with the <laughs> no. absolute insanity of the cartoon of anthropomorphizing. Basically, it's like Howard the Duck if it was the Expendables, like it's a weird <laughs> mishmash of anthropomorphic duck people coming like to Earth. I don't remember who the bad guys were. Another duck, maybe. <laughs> it might have been. I think yeah. it was another duck with an eye patch or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, okay, we got to keep vamping because uh, Gabby's yeah. still not back with her movie. Uh, but uh, anything else? Is there any that are that are that you still haven't found? Is there anything that's yes. rattling around? Yeah, okay, there is. Go, and go and your that. your question uh, uh, it it sparked this in my mind. As a kid, I had a VHS tape and I think it was either like a made for TV movie or it was something, but it was, it was a cartoon. I remember. And it Mm -hmm. started off though, live action. And it was, it was around this, this, I think a kid being read a story while there was a flood going on outside and, and you know, like rocket doodle. Really? Yeah, that's Rocket Doodle. Okay, yeah, good. they're trying to stop the farm from being flooded. That's the opening yes. of the movie. And then he gets oh turned God. into a cat. That sounds right. Yeah. That that Rocket. is it. Yes, I, that's that it. Was... 1991. <laughs> oh my God, Josh. <laughs> that was the other reason I wanted to bring this up. I'm super good at helping people with this problem. Wow. Because <laughs> what I, a pull. I poured through everything. Yeah, that's it's like Don a super power. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's like a it's one of the kind of offshoot Don Bluth ones. I, I I think it was like a lesser one. Look at take a, if you got it pulled up. Yeah. See who it was. I thought it was Don Bluth. Maybe it's just Don Bluth esque because I remember like Rocket Doodle and then that Rod the Rodney Dangerfield one. Rover Dangerfield was one that yeah. I would like watch a lot. Uh, it is Don Bluth. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's Rocket, right. it's Rocket Doodle. That is that is man. The, the movie that I am so impressed for. right now. I just that's extraordinary. <laughs> extraordinary i'm gonna have to watch that so, again now. I, I don't know if you heard but i just solved uh, uh nathan's childhood problem. decade long <laughs> uh, oh my god search for a film he, yeah he, he, he didn't he couldn't remember the movie rocket doodle <laughs> yeah i told i told him oh, like yeah 10 seconds worth of info and josh just pulled it right oh out of god. the ether because it, i had that same problem where i was like what's this movie where it start yeah with the flood because i remember this the flood happening and then the cartoon owl showing up as the and that's the bad guy but that was another one that was like on that i was mm-hmm. rented as a kid but it was like that rover dangerfield and the princess and the goblin were like three ones that i would just like rent over and over again from like a corner store near us 
Uh, so yeah, it's it's ingrained in my brain. Uh, but yeah, Gabby, please uh, show us what you got there. I'm gonna quickly grab a VHS so I won't. Be yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so when I worked at Video Difference, I came across this film, Dante's, Dante's Inferno. Inferno. It's a paper puppet retelling, like modern retelling. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> your face. Yeah. Uh, well, as soon as I heard, I was like Dante. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's like it. It has Dermot Mulrooney and James Cromwell in it. Uh, Dermot Mulrooney plays Dante, the titular Dante, and James Cromwell plays Virgil. So basically, this is kind of like, I'll read the back of it. Hell goes animated as apocalyptic graphic novel artwork and eerie Victorian toy theater converge in this subversely satiric update of a literary classic. Reinterpreted with the use of intricately sorry, hand-drawn puppets and stunning miniature sets. This bizarre travelogue narrated by Dante, a hard-living hoodie-clad slacker, will take you on a gritty tour of hell that bears a disturbing resemblance to our own world. Featuring the dark, mood-drenched voice of Dermot Mulroney from like, Zodiac <laughs> and Undertow. Not how I would describe Dermot Mulroney, but okay. <laughs> and as Dante and the wizened pipes of James Cromwell from L.A. Confidential and Six Feet Under as his ghostly guide. Dante's Inferno is like nothing you've ever experienced before. It's, that is bizarre. It's, yeah. It Honestly, like this is like one of my most prized possessions. I am running inside the, the house for, back for this in the fire. <laughs> yeah, I tried as, as looking, you should. <laughs> I tried look like you could only rent it on um I think Vimeo or something, but it is so hard to find. And staff pick. Oh, it's my, it's my staff pick. <laughs> That's sick that you still have that kicking around. Yeah. I've I've hung on to a couple I think I still have my future shop name tag. Yeah. And it's like hanging up with all my passes like media passes from working as a camera person now but yeah, yeah. i think you were trying to tell me about this one while yeah. we were working the last couple of days and when you said dermot Mulrooney, i like was like are you sure <laughs> like, yeah no i was like is this yep. a dermot Mulrooney dylan mcdermott situation like what and it, it is him i was very confused yeah it's it's... that is a weird poll Oh my god, it's honestly, it's like they took like the different levels of hell and like they put it like it's like a paper puppet version. And but they have like, um, like they'll sometimes use like different things, like some they'll have like at the very end spoilers for Dante's Inferno, um, <laughs> like the for the divine comedy. So basically, um, in the end, you have Satan like eating um judas brutus and i can't remember who else but he's like a no one ever does no <laughs> those are the two main ones anyways yeah. <laughs> so like it, it's like this guy in like like he looks like a some guy from new jersey he has like chains and stuff like that but he's painted all in like red and he has like painted nails and stuff like that but he's taking like the paper like these little paper puppets of judas and them and he's dipping them in queso and then he's eating them <laughs> oh my god what wow. a fucking delight this movie oh, sounds it like is. we have to watch we should all just watch it together I'm yeah fucking super down for that <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah i'd be so down to i've watched it in like a couple years and i it's it's due for a rewatch it's honestly and 
you have like it, it and like parts of hell just looks like downtown LA. <laughs> like, I mean, hey, <laughs> when was this made? The nineties? Yeah. It basically was. <laughs> it was two thousand and two thousand eight. Oh. So this is wow. just when it was way later than I thought it was from. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and it 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 has like a bunch of like it's definitely steeped like steeped in the political climate of the time. Like mm. pre I think it was like pre that has to be um, like pre Obama, right? Like yeah, just, just the, the probably last the tail of the Bush years. Yeah, yeah, it probably like two thousand seven was like the very tail end of like Bush's second term, and then because like there's like little like cheeky nods to like Fox. There's actually a um a musical bit about lobbyists, and it's fucking hilarious we we might just have to do this on video call yeah <laughs> we might yeah. just have to be done in a, a special episode <laughs> yeah it's it's a treat i loved it it's um it's only 78 minutes long it's a short it's pretty short so but it's yeah. it's it's a real treat that's awesome uh so well when nathan when you brought up having the single episode of something on vhs i recently was at um let me see it was value village there's a tag on it that's how i know because there's only two places i go to buy vhs i found this animated thing and i was like what the fuck is this i've never heard of this in my life and something i'm going to show you the cover but i'll say the name if you can't see it if it's too like uh, fuzzy looking i want you to tell me what you think maybe this uh cartoon is related to the 90s cartoon i have the vhs okay now let's look at. Can you see the title? Hawaiian, Hawaiian Slammers? Slammers. Is it about does, like um, like that punch? No, no. This is Pogs. Hundred percent. It's a Pogs, Pogs. cartoon. <laughs> yes, it's a fucking Pogs cartoon. <coughs> Legend oh of the Hawaiian God. Slammers. I will read the back of it for you. Please. Imagine that you are Ronnie, the kid who finds a golden slammer that explodes from a volcano and releases a superhero named Sun, just S-U-N, the Hawaiian slammer of light. Your discovery pulls you into an awesome battle against the corrupt Dr. Von Fragman and the evil shadow slammer. The first one to find all the slammers inside a maze of lava tunnels before the volcano erupts rules the destiny of the earth. Your team is made up of superheroes released from Slammer captivity, along with your opponents, a crew of villains with catastrophic powers. Can you find the inner strength and vision Ronnie needs to save the world? Check out the Legend of the Hawaiian Slammers and learn the secret pa- the secrets of their superpowers. So, yeah, it literally is a Pogs cartoon that they tried to get going. It even says a slamming volcanic adventure based on the trading cap phenomenon. And oh I'd God. never heard of this or come across it until I found this VHS tape. I still haven't watched it. I think this is the only episode because I think they did it as a special to try and like, oh, let's throw the pilot out there, see if we get any any uh, bites. And they did not <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to bring bring that up. That sounds but, delightfully uh, insane. I love it. Oh, I definitely need to check it out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll throw the same question to you, Gabby, that I did to Nathan, which I solved immediately. Is there anything that is still rattling around that you're like, I, I have the image in my head, but I never knew the name of? Um, oh, my God. <laughs> if, if not, that's fine. Or you can think about it for a minute. Uh, I, I don't know, like, think so. I mean, no, 
You're just too good, just too sharp. You're younger than us too, which we won't hold against you, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At this point, years to fewer years to get confused by cable. <laughs> yeah. Um well I do remember um in being in the Laurentian, which is like oh, two hours outside of Montreal, like that's where my where my grandparents lived. And I do remember um, a, I can't, it was like, it was on the APTN, which is our indigenous centered. um, Yeah. I used to watch some weird shit on there. Yeah. Yeah. Our indigenous centered like uh, channel that. uh, Aboriginal people's television network. Yeah. And anyways, um, I just remember it's like this kids show and it's you have like these two like indigenous kids, I think, and a talking tree. Like like an animatronic tree. That's like mm-hmm. were that's the kids puppets? Just, I don't think so. Or were they live action? I think they were no live, live action. action. I'll have to think about it. I think I do know what you're talking about. Because there was a mm-hmm. couple that would air on there. There was one where they were all puppets and they were like an indigenous family. Mm-hmm. And there's the one I think that you're thinking of. And there's a guy, he's in everything. Like, I think he was on North of 60. Like, if you saw his, I don't know the actor's name, but I've, I've seen his face. Maybe I'll have to deceive. I, I might have to look it up while you guys are talking about something at some point. But yeah, I think I might know what you're talking about. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can solve this. But um, yeah, another one. I don't know if you guys ever came across any of... Uh, uh, moonbeam entertainment products because there's Ooh. there's a uh, full moon features and they make like puppet puppet master and all kinds of other weird <laughs> fucked up uh movies and uh the moonbeam entertainment was their children's division so there was like josh kirby time warrior and there's like a it's like a six-part videotape series uh there was like a weird pet shop one it, it might it wasn't it might have been called littlest pet shop they might have been trying to rip off little pet shop of horrors but the kids like took home like a normal animal but then it was just uh an alien like cute alien baby thing in disguise so then they're all trying to like look after these weird alien baby things but then <laughs> the people who run the store like wear cowboy hats because they have like cone heads with like a third eye on oh them and shit. Yeah, this is weird shit that I was like renting as a, as a kid. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so what what modern things have we been uh, watching? Any new series? Any new TV shows we've been uh, dipping into? Sheesh. 40,000 channels and only 150 of them have anything good on. I feel like I'm still on the, the same shit. <laughs> yeah, it's well, um, coming from like last, like the last video call, you can probably notice me coughing and all that shit. Well, <laughs> I had COVID for like the, the past, like, I just got better, like better last Sunday. So it's, I did a lot of, just a lot of sweating and just a lot of <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And, like, a lot of, like, you know, sleeping and all that stuff. So I didn't have a chance to really watch any TV shows. Um, I just laid there and wished for the sweet embrace of death. (laughs) So. 
Yeah. Uh, what about you, Nathan? Still not a not a big TV person in the past, as we've, well, as we've found. Well, I I do have I do have one thing to report, and that is I actually took Gabby's advice and got over the garden wall. Oh uh, yeah. And I have to say I'm a little bit heartbroken because it's so short. I know. And I've been rationing it out, and I love it so much. Everything about it is just so weirdly wholesome but also like the the animation style is beautiful the mm. the uh voice acting is is fantastic i mm-hmm. love elijah wood in this he's so good and there's there's a real beautiful agrarian vibe to the whole thing it's it's oh, yeah. almost arcadian in it in its style of this kind of idealized woods full of odd little people and towns and and mm-hmm. animals and things it's just it's so damn good i just love it to pieces and i have i think just the last i've been watching them in two episode chunks because uh that's how i kind of uh found it was in Mm -hmm. in two episode chunks so uh, i have i think just the last two episodes to watch but i've been i've been going through it as slow as i can just to try and make it last and i was raised on uh a lot of British series and those ones, mm-hmm. you know, those six episode series where you, they always leave you wanting more, but it's really good. Yeah. And that has, it's got me kind of feeling like, like that where you, you just wish there was just, just a few episodes more, but uh, I, I am I'm not holding my breath on that. Cause I think this came out in what, 2014. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. Oh, uh, my wife and I also started watching uh, the great North. Um, because we we still have Disney Plus for a couple more weeks, and it's very similar vibe to Bob's Burgers, not as good, but we've oh, been watching yeah. through the first season yeah. of that, and I, I say, like Bob's Burgers for me is kind of, you know, just a, a normal episode is like anywhere from like a B B plus to an A plus, like it, it's always solid. I'm always, mm-hmm. you know, happy to to just be around the characters and stuff. And um, this one I'd say is, is kind of more of like a C with like flashes of, of that really, really good uh, that you get with, with Bob's burgers, but they're it's, it's obviously a show that has taken so many notes from it. Mm. Um, Nick Offerman's really good. He plays kind of the father in it. And uh, he's always he, good. It's, it's he's always good. Do, yeah. It's hard for him to do wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it was a character that was written with him in mind, too. So it's it, it really flows naturally for him. But it's one that I've gotten more into as we've we've been watching it. But it still doesn't quite hit as well as Bob's Burgers for me. But mm. I think if you're if you're into that kind of show, you could do a lot worse. Mm. Yeah. Bob's Burgers is a hard one to follow as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I think even in its like first couple seasons, a lot of it, it it had found its people, but hadn't broken through quite at the beginning. And then once it did, it's I'm, I'm surprised it's been on as long as it has. Uh, but 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 also at the same time, not it, it's very good. I've always liked it. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it when it first came out. I watched the pilot on TV when it aired. <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah for me, I mean, I'm fucking I'm almost done, Buffy. I'm in the last season, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, that's but I'm like sad, too. I'm like, it was always this mystery to me of like something. Yeah, I'll get around to it. And now that I've gotten around to it, I'm like, fuck, it's going to be done. <laughs> and I, I'm I'm 
sort of tempted to read the comics, but I I feel like that'll just be chasing a dragon that will never <laughs> fulfill. You know, I'm worried that it'll just ruin it. So I'm like, eh, maybe I can leave that alone and, and be done with it. You know, I'll still have a, a season of Angel to watch, but then I'm I'm going to show uh, Carrie, uh, my girlfriend, Stargate SG-1 and that all that nonsense because she's never seen it. And that was a big one for me as a kid. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. Everyone's fourth favorite star series. <laughs> <laughs> I, I miss um, Stargate, which is a shame because I think I would have really liked it. Um, but it was mostly it was mostly TNG and Deep Space Nine as far as star shows for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, when I start getting into it, I'll let you know if it's worth, re- like, getting mm. into, like, as someone mm. who didn't watch it. Because I feel like I'm like, oh, man, it, I, I'm wondering if it's going to be as good as I remember it. Like, I think there's probably, like, episodes that are pretty good, but I feel like it's never really going to get above a certain level of, of good. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you got to just accept it for being its own shitty thing. Yeah. Um, But I'm, I'm kind of, and I'm getting prepared to watch Monarch the like monsterverse series they drop a couple episodes but uh yeah so I've, i'm watching the movies in prep for that uh, but mm. uh yeah i think for series wise yeah i haven't gotten anything too new watch the first episode of gen v uh gonna finish that uh because mm. now all the episodes are out but uh yeah still slacking on the shows <laughs> uh, well I, I will say that if you if you do need a, a buffy fix and you you turn to the comics i used to be a huge comic book nerd in my teens and, and early twenties, I will say, and I know he's kind of persona non grata these days, but Joss Whedon wrote some of the best comics I ever read. And if oh, he did it, it, some it, of the Buffy <laughs> ones, like they're probably really, really good. Yeah. Sarah Silverman uh, once said that there are people who are great people and uh, great works of art uh, and acting and entertainment uh, will, will come out of them. Uh, and then there are people uh, where great works of art and entertainment come out of them and they're garbage monsters. <laughs> uh, she didn't say garbage yeah. monsters. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, and uh, Joss Whedon is the latter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was oh, there was something. Oh, when you said if you were looking for the Buffy fix, I was like, is he going to bring up Big Wolf on campus? You guys remember Big Wolf on campus? Because it's literally just Buffy, yeah. but Canadian and shittier. <laughs> Did you guys not remember that one? No. Oh, I remember Big Wolf on campus. You remember, yeah. Okay, you remember. You don't I remember, remember Big yeah. Wolf on campus. No, okay. no, no, no. Yeah, that was. I remember that being on. I used to watch that a bunch, and it is literally just Buffy. It's the same thing. Uh, there was that, and then there was Vampire High. I'm pretty sure it was called. That was one that was like on around. It was like that. It was like, oh, let's get the edgy weird teens to watch ytv <laughs> yeah. in the evening so oh my like, god Big Wolf on campus vampire high yeah some other things what was that one uh oh god breaker high that was the one where they were in a high school on a cruise ship <laughs> yes oh my god that like i still don't believe that actually existed but yeah, yeah. it was it was oh, it wild. Did. the 90s is oh weird god. for shows even shows now are still really strange like i don't have cable but every once in a while i'll catch like what they're deciding to still green light for just regular cable and it's fucking mm. bananas. <laughs> well, like I know like for like a lot of like like cable TV shows like on like NBC and ABC it's just like the rookie the rookie FBI um oh. <laughs> yeah. the, the the 50 different Chicago no oh, yeah. yeah like and 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 CIS Mumbai. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's like a, now there's like NCIS like 
Australia. Yeah. Non-stop commercials during football for that one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, fun fact that I didn't know about Breaker High. Maybe you guys did. Uh, Ryan Gosling was on Breaker High, which I had no idea. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, Yeah, no, I did. He was because, I mean, yeah, Canadian stuff. I think he was. um, Oh, no, it wasn't Ryan Gosling. It was the other Canadian actor who's in everything. Um, Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool. Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you guys remember the Odyssey? The kid who like went into a coma and then was in like a weird coma verse. So like part of the show would be like his doctor scientist parents trying to like wake him from the coma. And then the other side of the coma was him in this Mad Max world where there was no adults. And and Ryan Reynolds was like one of the like they were dressed like Nazis. The like oldest kids were like the fucking weird like uh, 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 fascist like movement and then he was part of the like punk kids who were like standing up against them so it would like go back and forth between these two worlds and it was called the odyssey yeah, it was like a cbc show oh my, oh my god, god. i'm pretty sure ron reynolds this. is on that yeah wow <laughs> oh that god. sounds fun also yeah. <laughs> comaverse is a fantastic name for a cinematic universe yeah, <laughs> yeah the comaverse <laughs> yeah oh man yeah i remember that one and then it was like it'd be like the odyssey and eerie indiana would kind of like go back oh, to back yes mm. i do remember eerie indiana i watched a yeah. bit of that yeah oh uh, and just well and again uh something i thought of in amongst these like tv shows and especially bringing up like how there's like all these variations of cop shows yeah it wasn't uh, a a legit spinoff but it was made by the same people and they always sort of claimed it also took place in the baywatch universe so it's a show that I know on my other <laughs> podcast, uh, you might be Baywatch. We're going to bring up. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. I have to look it up, but it's about bicycle cops. So give oh me one second God. while I look up the name. Because uh, I'm, cer- uh, I'm certain as soon as I put in bicycle cop show, it's going to <laughs> Pacific Blue. Thank you. Yes, there we go. Oh, my God. So it's called Pacific Blue. It's a bicycle cop show. I think they added uh whose buddy who played ac slater on saved by the bell he gets added to like the fourth or fifth season that's right there's like five seasons of this shit of them oh my god like they have like a fucking like downtown la warehouse where they all meet with their bikes and then give them like assignments and shit and there is the funniest shit you've ever seen i will send you guys some clips but there's a point where the the bad guys are like about to get away in a car and they're and then two bike cops are coming up the path on them they're like oh let's pull our guns on them and then the two bike cops stand up on the bike and lean forward so their legs are like keeping the 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 handlebar straight and both pull out guns and start shooting <laughs> as they're like on sh- two schwins <laughs> shit which is one of the greatest scenes ever but there's so many just like, oh, a big drug deal with guy with guns is about to go down. And then 15 bicycle cops come around. The oh, corner. my God. And it's it's incredible. <laughs> it's the craziest shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, we've got some some recommendations this week. Oh, yeah. Deep I've, cuts yeah. on this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. The deepest of cuts. Like these are going to make sure you go to the afterlife. These are these are down the road, not across the street cuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, Gabby's just lost. (laughs) You're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know what to do. Um, How about uh, movies? Where are we at with uh, movies? Who gives a fuck about movies? Yeah, I watched, well, D and I watched Mr. Mom the other day. 
the nineteen eighty three um uh Beetlejuice. What's his name? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh Michael Keaton. It's it's you know what? It's pretty it's pretty innocuous and it's just kind of it's just kind of fun. It's not really like there's it's a no family gr- PG comedy. Yeah, there's there, but there's no great like I I honestly thought cuz this is yeah, 1983 and the whole idea of of this is, you know, Michael Keaton, he's a uh, he work there this takes place in Detroit. He works for one of the automakers, he's an engineer, gets laid off. At the same time his his wife scores a job with an ad agency. And so you get this role reversal thing and I thought it was going to end up being very kind of stereotypical reinforcing you know that that classic family norm and it really doesn't and it's not misogynistic it's it was just fun like it it, they they didn't you know she's great at her job and she's really really good he of course stumbles and bumbles around at first because otherwise you know you wouldn't have much of a comedy but even then like you get to a point in the movie he kind of goes through and, and watching this in 2023 is hilarious because you see kind of a pandemic arc for his character when we were all just like <laughs> aimless and lost. Uh, he goes through a, a, a time where he, you know, uh, puts on weight, grows a beard and just gets super into uh, like the daytime soap operas. <laughs> um but but and so yeah and then you know of course he eventually comes out of that and the the biggest conflict in the movie is kind of this this giant misunderstanding where each of them thinks the other might be cheating on them type of thing but really you could do a lot worse than than watching this movie it's also fun to see like a baby michael keaton because i think he was quite young uh, or at least he looks it and uh jeffrey tambor plays his uh, auto like is his boss at the the auto company and he, oh my he has God. he he plays oh, a supporting Tambor. role and uh it's the youngest thing i've ever seen him in like it's it's the youngest i've ever seen jeffrey Tambor. and it, does that he was still have off. like does he still have like the bald head on top oh yes yeah oh i think God. he was born that way yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's no more hair on that man uh in 1983 than there would be like watching no. something so modern yeah michael keaton was about 32 or 33 when he okay. made that movie okay um, honestly which, he looks yeah, a little we, younger we, yeah yeah and it makes sense because most people me including it's like you think batman that's mm-hmm. like the first time i can think of really seeing him and i haven't seen mr mom so it, 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 yeah it's it's hard to kind of place his age around that time and especially that he's still making movies now it's like how fucking old is this dude yeah. but uh yeah that's Oh, the 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 reason when you said he looked pretty young, I was I was like, mm, I have a feeling he was in his thirties, is because I watched, um, I don't know if you ever got if you guys ever watched Defunct Land, the YouTube channel. Oh yes, about, yeah, like, I like Defunct oh, Land. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he and a couple of the guys from MST3K did a charity thing where they watched these specials that would air on TV before, uh, like Disney World opened. New, the new parks would open and they would air these sort of variety show specials with mm-hmm. like B Arthur and, and other <laughs> like random whatever list celebrities they could get to show up for the opening of MGM. Studios. Well, actually not MGM. The MGM studios one was fucking nuts, but like the opening of Epcot or something. Oh and God. one of them has uh, like a bunch of kids going around. Uh, I think it is the opening of Epcot. So it's a bunch of kids going around, like discovering things and getting into trouble. Uh, one of them, uh, is very interested in fucking one of the guys from Dukes of Hazard, and there's some creepy shit where it almost seems like he's going to the guy. I don't know their names, but he's the guy who ends up 
on Smallville. He the uh, Clark's dad on mm. Smallville is one of the guys from Dukes of Hazard. So it's his character, but he's the actor. And it does seem like he's going to get into an inappropriate relationship with a 13 year old before, like, he just has someone send her a letter at the end to be like, it's like, hey, how about find someone your own age, which is really strange. But Michael Keaton is in that playing like an an 18 year old, but at like 29. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I'm going to work every job at at Disney World until I work my way up the top. And so that would have been around the same time. (laughs) Oh, my God. came out. But that's why I do. I was like, yeah, he wasn't that young. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Gabby? What movies have you got? uh... Um, I can be honest. Same thing. I've well, actually, I I did watch um, I rewatched Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Mm. Uh, because I'm rereading the book. Um, it's a Jean Lacar book. Uh, it's been adapted to um, into a movie with Gary Oldman, um, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Tom Hardy. It's an assortment of different like British actors that you if you see yeah. their face. I you yeah, know. I didn't know. The only person I knew who was in it was uh, Gary Oldman, so I didn't know they were in it. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's quite star studded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a good it's a good like spy movie. It's well because I saw it in theaters too because um I I think when it came out, Benedict Cumberbatch was also I think maybe it was after like oh, the he first was Doctor episode. Who at the time. Yeah. No, um, not Doctor Who. Sherlock. Oh my he god. He was Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> he was Sherlock. So I was like, oh, yeah. I, I like that. I mean, if you're watching Sherlock, I was like, this, this is kind of, I yeah, I definitely it lost its charm. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's so I ended up watching it in theaters. I liked it. My mom, um, she probably thought it'd be like a bit more of like an action movie. <laughs> so she's like oh my god this is so boring because <laughs> like it's, it's just like it's just like a good like espionage movie like there's mm. like a lot of talking yeah probably a bit more like a three days of the condor kind of thing like, yeah a lot more like just the, the paranoia spy mm. movie mm. yeah because yeah, i haven't seen it i'm assuming yeah. <laughs> i should watch it <laughs> yeah oh um also oh god what is this name I still have a bit of like COVID brain fog, so um oh my god, he played Mr. Darcy. Oh my god. Oh shit. Colin oh, yeah, I Col- uh Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Yeah, Colin Firth. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I love how there's been like a thousand Mr. Darcy's, but everyone knows which one we're talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the Mr. Darcy. Uh, the Mr. Darcy. Well, outside of Matthew McFadden, but that's irrelevant. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's it was great. It was um, you know it's it's a good it's a good movie. Um, but definitely, yeah, it's acquired it's just, taste. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, it's definitely you know it's yeah. I don't know. What <laughs> it's yeah, just that sums it up right there. Uh, being, uh, it's like one of those movies that you you love, you know it's good, but it's hard to recommend because you know, yeah. like it'll be that one recommendation you give somebody, and then they'll never fucking trust you again. Yeah, even though it's good, like <laughs> yeah, it's... I skate that line every day of my life. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it, it's, it is a good movie, but you know, I think it sounds like also like sort of like that Oscar bait movie. Mm. Like there's like, mm. this is, this is going to get like an Oscar, but it's, it's a good movie, but I don't really think it's like Oscar worthy. Yeah. And I don't even mind Oscar bait movies. Like I think that it's kind of become a blanket term for uh, things that, because you think of somebody, a director like Steven Spielberg, who can be um, emotionally manipulative, but mm. sometimes you want to be manipulated emotionally. Like uh, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of part of a movie. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to let it fucking take me away. And, it, and, and then that's where you kind of, you, you're willing to accept melodrama or other things, you know, and you mm-hmm. just sort of get caught up in the magic of it. So I think people, are too quick to dismiss certain things where it's like, no, it's yeah. sometimes just fucking enjoy it. Don't, I, you know, don't worry about the Academy. They don't even watch half the fucking movies. No. The people that are on the Academy board, there's like priests and people that certainly aren't watching some of these R rated things. Like they don't fucking care. They just, they just do with whatever is, you know, kind of wh- whatever way the flow is going, they're going to go. So it really doesn't yeah. matter if something gets nominated for an Oscar or if people call it Oscar mm-hmm. bait, like, fuck it, just enjoy a movie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's either that or, like, extremely pretentious, like, films are real. Like, this is, this is cinema. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mostly the stuff we yeah. cover on the video call. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. True cinema. <laughs> True um, peak cinema. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, what did I watch? Well, I as I was saying, I, I started back into the MonsterVerse, so I watched the 2014 Godzilla which mm-hmm. I hadn't watched in a long time. And I, I really enjoyed it. It was a really fun rewatch. Um, and I think the thing that stood out to me was the the criticism at the time was that it took so long to get to the time when monsters are fighting and, uh, and at the, you know, we're waiting for Godzilla and all this stuff. Uh, it's a pretty crisp two hours and mm-hmm. is actually like a breath of fresh air in this day where, people demand so much from these blockbusters or like Marvel movies where it's like, well, we had Endgame. You can't go down from that. The, the fans seem to think we can't, we can't have a cool off. We need to keep going up. And and if it's not making me feel the way Endgame felt, then, then it's not worth it. So it was nice going back and watching something that was like, well, it's Gareth Edwards. It's well-directed. There's some fun shots in it. It takes its time, but also nothing feels like like a waste I'm, i never felt like i was looking at my watch or anything like ah, fuck like come on it, I, I liked that it was doing a build-up so i actually liked it as kind of surprisingly enough being subtle <laughs> for a godzilla movie uh so I, I actually had a really good time watching it also uh it was fun because i didn't know who he was but the guy who plays wayne on letter kenny he's in that movie yeah and i didn't know him at the time so going back now watching it and recognizing him and seeing him and he's like the guy who com- uh, is in charge of the team that's going to halo drop into San Francisco to find the bomb that the, the other monsters are like fucking using as a mating ritual fucking like thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> do you not remember that? They think because you're I, I have not, not seen there. that movie. So I, I just oh, didn't yeah, expect so that word. Those words yeah, in that two, context. Two, so so in the monster verse, all the, the they eat nuclear radiation. And that's why they oh, okay. all like, kind of like went underground and into the waters because the earth became less radiated. And so these two other creatures kind of like feed off of like a, a, a collapsed nuclear uh, power plant and come up. And then when they meet, one of them is the female that has like a big egg sack. 
and the male like is like raiding like nuclear submarines and like other things and bringing mm-hmm. her nuclear bombs to like keep around That's like the adorable. babies and the feed what a on sweetheart. and stuff. Aww. So they so yeah, so Wayne from Letter Kenny leads the guys that all like parachute into san francisco while godzilla's fighting monsters to try and find a nuclear bomb that's gonna wipe out like all of california (laughs) but it's funny because looking listening to him talk it's like that is not an american soldier he's trying so hard not to sound canadian but it's like i don't know (laughs) where that guy's from you can tell he's like hiding an accent but it's not an american one at all yeah um but uh, i watched that last night and then uh it was like kind of getting late but then me and Carrie decided, fuck it, let's make food. And I'm, I'm going to brag a little bit about our food. I had made pulled pork the other mm. uh, day before I went away mm. for work. And so when I make it, slow cooked it in like a bunch of barbecue sauce, spices, and uh, a can of cherry Coke. Oh. So I make amazing pulled pork. I've gotten very good at it. So I had all this pulled pork left over, and she's got a sweet pasta like crank thing. So she made a bunch of pulled pork tortellini and a cheese mm. sauce. And we also just got like one of those fucking things uh, like a um, soda stream. It's like a knockoff one. So then we like made put orange juice in it and made fizzy orange juice that we put crystal skull vodka in and had our pulled pork cheesy tortellini. So just had to brag about that. It was pretty fucking awesome. Uh, and, but then I we decided to put I broke out the VCR and put on Walt Disney's The Three Musketeers. And three, is it three narrow... musketeers or is it the Mouseketeers? Three musketeers. And that's what I was going to say. I was like, this isn't going to narrow it down, uh, but <laughs> yeah. I'll narrow it down for you. It's the one with Kiefer Sutherland, Charlie Sheen, Chris O'Donnell, and Oliver Platt as our as our musketeers. And Tim Curry is the bad guy. It's from 1993. Oh and uh, as Carrie described, it's the most Western that ever, it's the, it's the Westernest Western that ever Frenched. Because it is very much doing all of the cowboy Western things. There's people in the first five minutes, like nine people get knocked off a horse from somebody knocking something off of a bridge or whatever. But it's very Western. Uh, It's got a lot of like what would become uh, Pirates of the Caribbean in it. Surprisingly violent, like weirdly violent. It's kind of trying to figure out if it wants to be this like kids fun Disney movie or more of a slightly serious period drama. Because okay. like people, there's like a like the Kiefer Sutherland character got like betrayed by his girl, and she's now bad. And they like capture her and force her to like they're gonna execute her and force her to tell like what the bad guy's plan is. And then mm-hmm. they uh, they get the information out of her, don't execute her, and she kills herself. She jumps off the cliff instead of like accepting the execution. And I was like, this is a this isn't Miramax. This is a Walt Disney picture. Wow. Oh my <laughs> I was god. Like, what the- fuck so it was really weird the acting's all stiff and and strange it's kind of like uh you know um like first night it's so it doesn't have the 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 fun and and goodness of uh robin hood uh prince of thieves it feels more like uh a stunt show that you see at disney (laughs) a lot of the times a lot of (laughs) guys like getting stabbed and doing a front flip off of a building into a crash pad and shit (laughs) Um, oh but God. I had a fun time watching it. Tim Curry always like brings it. Oh, Michael Wincott is in there as well. Who's also in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Um, if you don't know, do you guys know who Michael Wincott is? Just by name, if I'm saying it. He, uh, he's the main bad guy in The Crow. 
as well. He's top oh. dollar in the crow. And oh, he's like, okay. yeah, I think I'd recognize He's got him, a really yeah. distinctive voice. He's a great character actor and really pops up mostly in stuff around this time. But like him and Tim Curry are on another fucking level. Like oh they're just chewing it up and, and really delivering and shit. And then all of the rest of our four main guys are just four dudes from the early nineties reading lines. <laughs> so oh it's my a little God. rough. I gotta, I gotta figure out who did it. There's a song at the end. I gotta grab the case because I need all three names. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Three people, three people, three masters of their craft had to come in to deliver this song to us. Oh Jesus, where is it? Does it say it on the front? Oh no, does it not say? It? I might have to look it up. Oh. Um, I remember the three it's, muskets. It's, it's. Oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. You, you, you just. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just gonna oh, say. Oh, I remember oh, oh, it. It's oh, like oh. big. Oh. I think I have it. Um, yeah. So Brian Adams. Yeah. Rod, Rod Stewart, Stewart. And, and Sting. Sting. Yeah. <laughs> it's all for love. Song. Yeah. All for love. Yeah. I don't remember how it went. Yeah. You know who fucking did remember how it went? Carrie, who watched this movie as a kid because she had a crush on Chris O'Donnell when the movie came out. Oh, my and God. And so when the song came out, I was like, this is cheesy as fuck. And I looked over and she like knew the words and shit. She was <laughs> singing along and I was like, I felt bad. I was like, ooh, I, maybe I shouldn't be so hard on this. <laughs> You're really enjoying what we're doing here. <laughs> but yeah, super cheesy. Don't know if I could really recommend, but I guess if you're like hungry for something of that time and mm -hmm. uh, that's similar to, I guess the other movies I mentioned, Robin Hood and First Night and stuff like there, there is like fun to be had. And, and I think the other thing similar to what I said about Godzilla, it's sort of a breath of fresh air to watch even a bad movie where people are doing all this stuff. Everyone's riding horses. You know, there's explosions mm -hmm. that people are jumping out of the way of. There's huge sets, no CGI. And there is it's it's far more memorable than you know, most things that come out now where it's just people standing on a green screen. Like I've watched comedies that have come out recently where I'm like, they're not even in a park. This is two people no. sitting on a bench on a green screen in a comedy that they could have went outside and shot. <laughs> yeah. Like it's crazy when you see that shit. So I think just for that alone, you know, like it, it, it's pretty good. And Tim Curry, of course, I'll watch oh my God. Tim Curry in it at least once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. I remember there was a bit of a renaissance for the Three Musketeers in the 90s. There was quite a few yeah. like media things that that came yeah, out. Yeah, there was that. There was a Man in the Iron Mask, right? Had yeah. Man in the Iron Mask yeah. was the other one yeah. uh, that w definitely the better movie. It still like mm. kind of rides a line of being fun and action, but a drama. But probably I think does it better <laughs> than this movie does. Mm. Um do you guys remember this is might have only aired in Canada, but uh, it was Albert, the fourth musketeer. It was a cartoon. I remember the, like that sounds familiar, it. but I can't yeah. picture it. Yeah. Yeah. I just I remember it because I watched it as a kid and it was it was one of the many uh, three musketeer mouse? things. At the No, no, he was just a dude. He was just a short he was, dude. He was, he was dude? shorter than all the other musketeers. That was it's, a bit. Uh, yeah. Albert the fifth musketeer. The fifth musketeer. I was gonna okay, say because so. D'Artagnan's the fourth. Right. Yeah. 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 All right. Um. Yeah. I just. I, I, now I'm just. I'm remembering all of the the musketeer stuff that that happened during that era. Yeah. There was a. There was sort of uh where the 80s had the sword and sandal like Conan <laughs> kind of <laughs> movies and shows. In the 90s, we got more of that European flavor where you had like Ivanhoe 
and mm. and and musketeers and other cartoons and shows that were kind of doing almost more of like a knights victorian era thing mm. uh for their as opposed to yeah like a like a yeah. Sa- sword and sandal as i said jesus mm-hmm. christ yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm really shocked now that i i didn't ask my mom at some point to make me a musketeer costume yeah and i'm gonna have to check with her to make sure i didn't because that was my number oh, yeah. one request from my mom at any given time was some kind of costume. Oh my god! And I just feel like if there was a Disney movie at ninety three, I would have been six years old. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, live action action yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, if there's a picture of a little six year old Nathan with a big hat with a great big fat <laughs> yeah. fucking back, I need it. Okay, <laughs> there is a chance that because uh, I, I used to I used to do like. Uh, mashups as a kid because I was into several things at a time. So there's a chance that that picture exists, but I'm also wearing like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles turtle shell. So oh just my be God. prepared for that. Um, I think I have a picture of me. Maybe I didn't put it online. I'll, I'll find it some other time, but I know I have a picture of me when I was like three dressed as a skeleton for <laughs> Halloween with my cousin who's dressed as something else. And it's like, I just have a picture of the picture because it's a Polaroid. So I have a picture of this Polaroid of us like standing in front of a door, getting this picture taken and look like hostages. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I'll have to find it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I don't think there was any other movies that I decided to partake in. I think that's I think those were the two big ones. Uh, that last night. Uh, I mean, me and Gabby were away doing fucking 14, 15 hour days worth of hockey. Mm-hmm. And hockey tends to lose its luster after some of that. I can tell you, tell you what, <laughs> like yeah. the last day I was just, I like the, the last, the last day of it. When I went on my break, I went up, I took my name tag off, went up to the bar, had two beer and openly cried thinking about a scene from the last unicorn. <laughs> I was just at my breaking yeah. point. Wow. I was like, I need, I need this release. I'm going to cry and drink towards light and yeah. just think about this super sad scene just to get some of the stress out and then go back to work. Oh my God. Oh my it was, God. there were long days and you know, yeah. we're, it's the work that we do. So. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I enjoyed it. I certainly don't regret yeah. it, but it, no, it no, was, it was, not. it was a lot. Yeah. yeah. Where where out were you guys? Moncton. We were Moncton. Monk- oh wow, yeah. you're away. Mm-hmm. So for the Monctonian, okay. there was like three different sports tournaments going on. So oh, we yeah. were doing the hockey one, and I think I don't know what the other two were, but I just know people were coming into our hotel looking for a room, and they kept saying they're like, "Look, there's three different major mm-hmm. tournaments going on right now. Everything's booked up." Mm-hmm. Uh, so that yeah, it was it was a pretty crazy time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that the uh, hotel owners hadn't listened to any of our previous episodes otherwise you you may not have gotten the space there no (laughs) no yeah no and yeah well like actually like next door there was like basically like two feet away from the hotel was a st louis like sports bar Mm, so i was there every night (laughs) i don't mind st louis i've been there a couple times and and uh it's yeah bad yeah it is what it is it's a sports bar they do have giant pints, though. Holy shit! Like, yeah, I, I was getting the I was getting the thirty two ounce mug because uh, I I didn't know they had that the first night. We just had a couple regular beers, but when I went the second, it was just like me by myself the second night. So I just went and had one. And then I, I get like, a well, message from count. yeah, <laughs> and I get a message from Josh like, 
showing me a picture of it and like immediately afterwards and he just sends me like a gif of like uh Mary, the you're like, going, yeah, this, this is a pirate. <laughs> I had to pick it up with two hands. Like, it's like he was just like a little hobbit, little hairy hobbit, just like. <laughs> oh, man. All right. It was good. Well, so I think it's time for the rewind. Gabby, hit us with that rewind sound. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to lead us in a little bit. Yeah. The rewind. I when I initially came up with it and was like, let's do it. Uh, I thought maybe this would be a good time if there was like any other trivia or jokes we forgot to make that that mm-hmm. might be a time to bring them up. I, most of the time, we don't seem to to remember anything like that. Or maybe we did get it all out. Who knows? There probably isn't anything. So I think this still will be a good time for us to reflect on uh, what mm-hmm. we liked about the episode. But Gabby has a little surprise for you, Nathan. Oh, OK. Uh, and it's going to be a reoccurring theme of the Rewind uh, going yes. forward because okay. I'm very excited for this. Thing. She's excited. <laughs> this craziness she's coming up with. All right. Let's get into it. So um, th- this this sort of like came to my head after we did Werewolf on Wheels. And I was like, there has to be fan fiction about this. I couldn't mm-hmm. find any. Yeah. OK. But I did find a couple for Masters of the Universe. Oh, no. Oh, no. What type of fan fiction, Gabby? What Um, type of fiction? Oh, no. It's about to get weird. Don't even touch fan fiction. They're so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think they should. Gabby's fabulous fan fiction. No! God, please, no! No! So... Basically, I, I found, you know, there's there's one. Uh, this is called Once More with Feeling by Tentacle Monster. And okay. here's, here's a couple tags. Uh, bondage. Whipping. Skeletor's never-ending quest to be He-Man's dom. <laughs> it, it is a quote-unquote travel, so it's only 100 words. So okay. this one, I'll read this one and then I'll read another one. All right. So the summary is in a universe where Skeletor wins and He-Man remains his slave. Insanity is still defined as doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Again, Skeletor commanded from his throne, a bored drawl in his voice, though he watched the scene in front of him with the same rapt attention as always. Evil Lynn readily obeyed his command. She raised the whip and brought it cracking down on He-Man's back. And yet again, though He-Man hissed and strained at his bindings and his blood dripped on the floor to join the rest he had spilled, he continued to stand upright. Defiant, still refusing to kneel, Skeletor sighed as though gravely disappointed. Again, he said, and so the whip was raised and then came down again. So that one, you know, it could be seen as sexual, could not, but. It was much tamer than I expected. So, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. It's basic. It's similar to the scene from the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That we went out with, just with Evil Lynn instead of uh, um, yeah. Blade or whatever the fuck that guy's name was. Yeah. But uh, it, it, all the, the preamble for it really felt like we're getting into an alternate for the movie. Uh, and I mean, we yeah. talked about that so much on it of like this weird 
relationship. I mean, Nathan, yeah. you were obsessed with this. Yeah, I'm still obsessed with Skeletor. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I listened to the episode while I was working. Like, I think that's all we did as camera people. We were just listening to podcasts the whole time. And I listened to the episode when it came out. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I wanted to watch the movie again. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do want to deconstruct some more of this. <laughs> so I have another one. So I okay. found two others. One actually had a pairing with Kevin and He-Man, but I don't think I'm going to read it because I don't know the age of Kevin. <laughs> Kevin was... <laughs> graduating high school but still could be but then again so. he could still be 17 so <laughs> yeah. i you know i didn't really feel comfortable reading the, that one so all right that's that's fair yeah so this was reasons and the summary is really short uh skeletor is real thirsty <laughs> okay okay <coughs> sorry one sec got, that, got them dry bones yeah okay gray skull feels right in his hands he paces the grand hall at a measured, leisurely pace, enjoying every step, every click of his heel against the stone floor. He looks out across the lines of lackeys before him, trained soldiers in his ever-expanding army, and knows that nothing can stop him this time. He's so close to victory that he could taste the ash of it on his tongue. He trails to one towering window and peers out across his wide lands below, knowing that it's all his. His claws twist around the edge of the sill. He leans into the breeze, letting it tickle his drawn cheeks, letting it stir his hood across his forehead. I can, I can just hear, I can, that's all I can hear is Josh laughing. Apparently, making, I'm trying not to make any sound. <laughs> Tickled his cheek. Which ones? His <laughs> actual his face. His face. Yeah, he's, he's made of bones. <laughs> what? What? It can be either one. It's all bones. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me continue. Um. He can smell the fire and blood in the air. He can see small pockets of the resistance, stray rebels trying to fend off his horde. When he closes his eyes, there's only one rebel he sees behind them. He wonders where that one tall figure has gone off to, that big, hulking wretch of a hero with his rippling muscles and his blonde hair shining in the sun. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Give me a second. Give me a second. Okay. Skeletor can perfectly picture those broad shoulders, cat, and just the faintest bit of armor. A strapping chest so slick with sweat that it shivers in the light. Okay. Okay. Um. Where was I? Uh, even caked with grime and dirt from so many noble battles, thin leather straps crisscross over the view. But Skeletor would remove them given the chance, snap the metal pendant right from He-Man's breast, and throw it on the floor, leaving him utterly bare. The shoulder pads would fall away with it, perhaps a brace still on one arm, but nothing else right down to the trim skirt that barely hides He-Man's no doubt impressive package from the world. No doubt. 
No doubt. Skeletor's throat is pleasantly dry. He shivers, pulling back from the window, into his keep, his lair, the first fruit of all of his labors. Grayskull is a beautiful prize, but there's nothing compared to its master, the man that Skeletor will soon have at his feet. Skeletor's fingers itch to rake through He-Man's mattered hair and push him down, hold him there, sprawled out on bent knees and tense thighs. Skeletor always been fond of that particular aspect of He-Man's garb, or rather, lack thereof. His boots rarely rise to his knees, and the rest of his muscular legs as exposed as the rest of him, right up to the cleft of his crotch, so many rigid lines and supple curves that are just out on display. One lone strap of often strap often loops around one of his thick thighs and Skeletor can't imagine what that's for if not just a dog's collar something for a master to grab hold of and pull him close by Skeletor needs it badly (laughs) he needs to capture He-Man more than anything and in the face of that one goal nothing else seems to matter the castle is cavernously empty the war's victory hollow he just needs his nemesis kneeling before him chained to the floor panting for breath and drenched in sweat and begging for mercy my lord skeletor turns so fast that the what was snapped out of him before he even sees who it is what what (laughs) not that it matters evelyn's stern look doesn't please him any more than the ones of his faceless soldiers would. We believe we've located him, she reports, and she doesn't have to clarify who, but perhaps if we were to kill him where he stands instead of- No! Skeletor screeches. (laughs) It echoes through the massive changer, booming all around them. Lower, he hisses, I want him alive. (laughs) Evelyn frowns, but she nods obedient to his whims as she as much as he hopes he-man will soon be she backs away and skeletor returns to the window and his fantasies of delicious near future that was reasons by yeka truly truly a great work of our time <laughs> add in some more applause sound effects i'm not enough okay. clapping is not enough <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I love that between both the, this episode and the last one, me and you both got a good Skeletor no win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Holy fuck. All right. I love this segment. <laughs> it is uh, now a time-honored tradition. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll play around with it. You could even send us fan fiction to read that, yeah. we, haven't, uh, that we haven't seen. We could read it live or something. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was wildly good. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, now, I, I dare say, unless we have more that we want to do on the rewind, that our next film we probably won't find fan fiction for. No, but I'll see if I can find fan fiction about the creatures. Okay. Say. Something ad- something adjacent. Yeah. Because yeah. that was when you brought it up to me. I was like, even even going back further, like, oh, we could probably find something that has to do with bikers that are werewolves 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've come across so many strange things. There's oh, I bet. Be werewolf biker before. I bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, as, if, if my brain can come back from that, uh, as far as the rewind goes, uh, great. I, I was really happy with that episode. It, it felt uh, mm. felt like we were getting into that cozy attitude that I think a lot of our episodes have of. Um, well, just coziness. I, I think it's more mm-hmm. of a, a, a I think we're more of a cozy podcast, despite some of the erraticness of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, something that you can listen to by firelight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, 38 Scronkles is still one of my favorite things <laughs> yeah. that's ever been said. It's a, a, it's yeah. a Gabby show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think uh, definitely watch the movie listen mm-hmm. to our episodes but i'm biased on that side mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah this it's it's so good i just i i love that movie after mm-hmm. having watched it. it was the first time i watched it was for this show and it it deserves none of the 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 bad credit that it gets and it yeah it, well as, yeah. as you said you you always seen it and and you see it on all these like top 10 worst movies mm-hmm. ever lists but it really no, it's infinitely watchable. Yeah. Like it, the, it, the, it, how how privileged one is to think this is as bad as it gets. Yeah, considering what's fucking coming up next. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> this you want is bad? A... We'll give you bad. Oh, we'll give you so bad. And, and I think we also have to say we <clears throat> said at the end of that episode it was a different movie. We said yes, uh, which and I'm I actually ended up cutting of. that out. Yes. So it was. Oh, you did cut that. I out. cut that okay. out of the end uh, because it's not the movie that we ended up doing next. Nope. So no, nope. um, I can't even remember the name of it. It's like uh, Hero Ghost Monster. monster yeah, it was. Squad, a, I, I thought House about. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I thought about going international for the next one, and then I we couldn't find it, so I was yeah. like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. and, and we should go international. I think there's some we other should. ones we can mm-hmm. find, but yeah, that that movie, unfortunately, as much as we wanted to do it, was not yeah. available mm-hmm. with subtitles or anything. Mm-hmm. So. Just no, would have been nonsense. So for the next episode, there is going to be an apology. Yes, well, well deserved apology yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Well, we still haven't said what it is yet. So, Gabby, you're the one who picked it. So you can throw uh, yourself on these <laughs> I, you know, like uh, Brutus at the knowing that his armies have been defeated in Egypt and I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw myself my own sword it's things it's a canadian flick uh oh, is it yeah. ever is it oh boy it pretends otherwise but no it's it's yeah. it's a it's a it's a canadian hog and an american lipstick i don't know it's <laughs> that yeah that's that that's is it exactly what it is yeah uh, it's on tubi uh for anybody it, that wants to watch it don't watch it and i do I'll, these no, are probably like what Here, yeah, here's okay. Here's what this is the most divisive we've all been. Yes. Yeah. That it's, I think there's kind of a, a, a sliding scale of what people mm-hmm. think uh, their participation should be. Personally, I think you should watch it, but it's that uh, it, uh, for anybody that mm-hmm. uses the internet, there's been a string of memes that involve Tommy Lee Jones saying it's worth it if you're strong enough from uh, Men <laughs> in Black. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly how I would describe this movie. Yeah. It is worth watching. If you're strong enough, this is yeah. Wiseauian shit all over. <laughs> yeah. It is the weirdest shit. I can't 
this is well here's a prelude to the episode we have no idea how to describe this movie exactly (laughs) i i definitely like i i threw nathan like through such a curveball with this movie i have never struggled more during an episode to coherently describe scenes Mm -hmm. right this is that's kind of my job is just to 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 kind of lay it out and then we we comment over that it's it's a it's an easy job it's not hard no until we got to things and i looked at my notes and i was just like this is the ravings of a madman <laughs> none of these things could yeah. have possibly happen no one would make a movie like this oh and no yet, oh, they did they did yet, my, our my dear cultists it happened it happened and now it's gonna happen to you I'm yeah so sorry <laughs> yeah it's honestly like i'm surprised they even let me choose i i i think it it's a movie we absolutely should have done and we did yeah it's just i think a lot of times when you see fans of podcasts like this uh and i'm speaking directly to you our fan (laughs) the one singular Uh, fan it's me and um, a mustache they 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 often want people to always be watching something like this Mm. and it would be difficult for us to watch only movies like this uh, mm-hmm. that are that are just confounding because mm-hmm. it's it's you know there is there is um enjoyment to take from watching something like this but it's it's not fulfilling to the soul no. <laughs> you need no. to you need you need a masters of the universe you need yeah. an unborn you need a couple of the other ones to to fill that cup back up mm-hmm. and then you dump it out onto onto something like things yeah <laughs> that's how i would feel so i'm yeah. glad we did it Oh, what a weird poll. What a strange episode to be bringing to, to the masses. But my God, we got to pace ourselves. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. This is like probably like a once every year sort of situation. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 It's Ooh. it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah. There, there are. It's not devoid of moments that will like mm. kind of, kind of, you know, uh, entertain you or. Or give you that that sense of like this is this is so strange that it's almost compelling, mm-hmm. but it is you will you will struggle definitely have a palate cleanser handy after this one watch something yes. that you love after this. yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I uh, paused this movie more times than it gave me ads on Tubi so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it took me like three hours to watch it yeah um but yeah uh so that's what's coming up and uh, I I think this is essentially it for our episode but we're at an hour 17 i think i can uh add a little coda here uh, that is in reference to where our episode started talking about how strange these certain shows were and things that would come into your consciousness there's two shows that i want to tell you guys about because i have a feeling you've not heard of either of them and one of them is called steel justice so do you guys know about like truckosaurus Yes. Robo, Robosaurus. Yes. So there was a show uh, that attempted to get off the ground. They only made a TV movie. It's the pilot. And it's about a cop whose son is killed because of like some thing that like a, a thing he's investigating and a very young son. He's like six or seven years old. Son is killed in this thing that he's investigating. The spirit of his son inhabits a robotic dinosaur toy that uh that he used to play with and so when his dad gets into trouble he the robotic dinosaur toy that has the soul of his son like a little like thing like this 
turns into Truckosaurus and fucks up the bad guys. <laughs> it's called Steel Justice. Oh my god. <laughs> You've never heard of this? Some yeah. deep dark part of my brain knows I, this yeah. story. Yeah. There's definitely like lists like yeah, there's, I'm I, certain I've there's other bigger things somewhere. than us that have talked about it. So that was one where I was like, this is like how weird shit gets. The other one is a Disney slash NBC show called, and let me get the exact title of it because it's so specific. Uh, uh, I, I, I know part of it. So, yes, the the hundred lives of Captain Blackjack Savage, or at least just the hundred lives of Blackjack Savage. And so this is about a guy who is like a con man who has kind of reached his end of like uh, 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 sinning. He sinned too much and is tasked with working with a black pirate ghost, like a black person, pirate ghost, uh, who also has to atone for his sins and save a hundred souls. So him and this ghost of a pirate have to save a hundred souls. And he does this with the help of a like, high-tech super boat hmm. <laughs> also the ghost raps <laughs> and there's like a whole season of this <laughs> oh my god i've never <laughs> heard of this oh my god this yeah. sounds like like, like an nice. improv sketch comedy thing that you just you take random suggestions from the crowd and, and then you do a scene like that's how this was yeah. made this is incredible oh my god yeah uh yeah seven episodes and they aired them all they blasted them out for us from March 31st to May 26th of 1991. Oh my God. Uh, and it's literally, I'm looking at the fucking like title card. Disney presents the hundred lives of Black Jack Savage. Oh my God. Uh, and so, yeah, it's basically like Knight Rider meets Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that makes sense to any of our listeners. Oh my God. All so right. just needed wow. to get I needed to get that off my chest. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. And I have something I need to get off my chest. Oh, um, did you know that um, in ancient Egypt, there is a parasitic worm that made men bleed out of their dicks? It was so common that people thought it was a necessary part of growing up. Oh, I hate everything about that <laughs> yeah. i love i love that like yeah they were so reserved to it that it's yeah. just like oh you got the dick blood oh yeah no everybody gets the dick blood <laughs> yeah. you know like that special age when you yeah. you're turning into a man so yeah. yeah yeah you got the coagulation peni <laughs> all right that's that's uh, enough of us that's that yeah. can't, my blood type is that. yeah no, 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 one more blood type type d <laughs> all right i'm done okay. <laughs> all right folks thanks for listening we'll see you next week for things and uh like we said we Hopefully are sorry see you again after yeah that. <laughs> please please don't leave us yeah yeah we're so lonely <laughs> all right later everybody bye thanks for listening if you haven't already, join the cult today by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Help us grow the cult by sharing it with your friends, family, and that chained-up man you keep in your basement. 
Finally, you can connect with us on Facebook at The Video Cult or on Instagram and TikTok at video underscore cult 666.